Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to this week's edition of Under the Macroscope, our weekly catch-up with Skybound Capital's chief strategist in the London office, Jabir Sadawala. Jabir, straight into it this week because there are a number of factors that we're going to look at in, in the macro space, certain themes, and mainly around uh, the release of a whole lot of data uh, this week. And we're going to start off with one of your favorite topics, inflation data. That's right. Yeah, we have. We've had some uh, interesting data on this front. And, um, you know, it, the week was geared up for the much-awaited U.S. Uh, March consumer price inflation data, which uh, truly came out on the Tuesday. And um, it actually showed a month-on-month -month rise of 0.6%, which, quite frankly, I mean, is, is, is quite a jump. Um, if you strip out the uh, the energy component, uh, then even even so, core core CP inflation CPI inflation um, was still up zero point three percent. So gasoline prices, which is a big deal, especially in America, um, were up nine point one percent. So that was the key driver behind the headline. Um, the core was affected really by a range of items. Um, but I think it's the nature of the items that I find quite interesting here. So we're talking about lodging away from home. That was up nearly 4% month on month. Uh, vehicle insurance was up over 3%. Um, and then, you know, looking ahead, I mean, you've got uh, already soaring airline passenger numbers and hotel occupancy, uh, which are all sort of showing some good advanced booking data. Um, I, th I think that's got to be more indicative of inflation to come. Um, so the key takeaway for me at this stage is that uh, this first set of data has been driven largely by energy. Um, energy is volatile, we know that. It, it goes up and down, and it's also a function of uh, supply factors. Um, but if that's just the first wave, what happens when things really start to get back to the old economy that we were aware of. Um, another point worth noting was that uh, in Japan, which has always struggled to generate inflation, well, if you look at their corporate goods price index inflation, that gained 1%, you know, that's up 1% year on year. It might not seem a lot, but for a country that's been used to uh, deflationary territory for so many years, um, that's, again, a very significant thing. Um, that, that corporate goods price index is what companies charge each other for their goods and services. And within that, non-ferrous metals were up over 29%. Uh, oil products and coal registered a nearly 10% rise. So you know, these, are, these are big numbers. And last but not least, um, Germany and France released data just yesterday. Um, and again, very you know, clearly inflationary pressures in the system. Uh, Germany's March headline inflation was up 1.7% year on year. Uh, France's was up 1.1% year on year. So both big jumps on the month before. And just contained uh, in the middle of, of your assessment there was some reference to some big jumps in, in resources. Uh, I mentioned to you a short while ago, what is what is fueling uh, the strength of our RAND here in South Africa, but we, we had a quick look at the Aussie dollar as well, mm -hmm. and it would seem um, that 
resource demand for resources uh, is having an effect on on those currency moves. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think that's certainly the primary driver. So if we could look at the world of economics purely in fundamental terms and leave out the politics and leave out, you know, all the other factors, um, it, it, it's all that that story is playing out. Um, with economies now going from that working from home scenario to working from office, um, you know, it's going to fuel demand for things like cars and uh, other, uh, other accessories linked to that. And um, you have to look around the globe and see who's got the natural resources. And clearly South Africa and others are part of that commodity block. GDP data. Uh, during the course of the week, uh, some GDP data out of China, uh, the US earlier in the week, uh, and a big drop in uh, weekly jobless claims. These are these are all positive moves. Yeah, they are definitely. Um, let me start with the US side first. Uh, the week, particularly around the weekly jobless claims too. So what we had on Tuesday was uh, the release there in terms of um, in terms of US data and uh, overall very good actually I mean it's it's come in uh, it's come in above uh, or roughly in line with what was expected um, not much difference there but uh, what we saw for the first time um, was a drop in the weekly jobless numbers now the jobless numbers pre-COVID were lingering around uh, a couple of hundred thousand per week remember these are published weekly um, then they suddenly spiked and um, until about a week or so ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, they were lingering at around 700,000 per, per week. Um, suddenly now we've seen that drop uh, to, I think it was around, yeah, it was just under 600,000, it's about 576,000. So it's the first time we've seen a downward drop in the, in that, uh, in the number of people uh, claiming for uh, unemployment. Um, and if you look at the numbers overall in terms of uh, people who are on benefits, you know, a very big drop again. I mean, it's a drop to just under 17 million, uh, having been just over 18 million the week before. Um, and then today, just very fresh, you know, China came out with its uh, GDP release. So year on year, over 18%. Um, month on month, I think it was around uh, 0 0.6, um, but steady and consistent. I mean, it, it, it shows that things are really now picking up. Picking up in the UK as well. Good news for you and your friends and your colleagues and your family in the UK. A, a second phase of easing uh, in the UK. And along with that, uh, indicators like job adverts. Uh, yeah. jumping up all over the place. Reservations for restaurants uh, rising. A again, positive signs. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, I was just, in fact, uh, <clears throat> I was on a call this morning with uh, someone from one of our Skybound Group companies. And uh, they were saying, you know, they were highlighting just how innovative uh, pubs have become. Uh, so where they can, they've converted their lawns, their gardens um, into, because it's, it's just outdoor pubs. Uh, outdoor drinking that's permitted and so you know these where people can they become very creative very quickly um, with it by the way um, there's been a big jump in prices as well so for instance uh, 
you know, uh, I, I know somebody who had to go for a physiotherapy session and uh, there's been a one third increase in the price uh, already. Um, possibly a trend, but uh, they might be working longer hours because they've got to make up for last year. Uh, they can't go back and just change that year, but they can find ways of trying to fit in more work time. So I, th I think that's significant. But um, if you look at, yes, to your point about uh, online job adverts, I mean, they have already returned to pre-pandemic levels as the second phase kicks in. I mean, how quick was that? Um, in addition, uh, you know, restaurant reservations have jumped to 79% of the level that it was at two years ago. That was in 2019. So that's how quickly the response has been. Um, and I, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it to be that quick, if I'm being honest. So it, speaks if, to, it speaks to a populace desperate to get out, does it not? Yes, it does. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, tribute to the vaccination program, which has uh, had all sorts of bad press here and there. Um, but nevertheless, uh, it's, you know, I, I think if you hesitate on the vaccination program, you do so at your peril. Um, I think the data has really been uh, blown out of proportion in terms of the whole blood, you know, the side effects essentially, it's particularly around blood clotting. But um, those countries that have just pushed ahead with it, they are going to see the benefits very quickly. Jabs, just jumping away from the UK for a moment, retail sales data, Eurozone mm. and uh, in the US, stellar results? Absolutely, you know, fantastic results. Um, we saw in the, in the US March retail sales soared almost 10%. I mean, what a jump that was. And if you take out the, the usual sort of volatile autos component, um, even then, it was at nearly eight and a half percent, eight point four percent. I mean, that's quite a rise. And when you think that, you know, not all of the U.S. is uh, back up and running yet, um, they're still also battling with COVID in certain states. That's um, that's that's a significant uh, increase there. Um, basically, almost every group, uh, every segment or category is above pre-crisis levels already. Only the restaurant and bar sector is still below pre-pandemic levels. That's quite a result. Um, and in addition to that, you know, industrial production has risen 1.4%, uh, whilst manufacturing production rose 2.7%. Mm. So um, I do think the best is yet to come. Well, what a fabulous Friday. Some good news from all around the globe. And I'll tell you what, Jabir, if I was able to be in London right now and find an outdoor pub, I would probably have a pint with you. And at under 20 rand to the pound, I might even offer to pay for it. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Yeah, I think the rand's going to get stronger, actually. Okay, well, we'll watch this space. Maybe next week we should uh, take a deeper dive into some of the emerging market currencies and their relative strengths at the moment. As always, Jabir, great to catch up with you. Get your views on uh, the macros affecting uh, global economies. And uh, you can subscribe to the podcast under the Macroscope at Apple, Spotify, and on the Google podcast platform for Android. All the podcasts also available on Skybound Capital's website at www.skyboundcapital.com. Until next time on Under the Macroscope, have a great week.